Hi there, this is the Mental Remix Podcast, your go-to conversation on all things mental health, personal development, mindfulness, and arts therapy. Music will be the healer and the filler during these conversations. This podcast seeks to target all the unique situations that we face as people of color every day. While we hope you'll enjoy listening to this podcast, it is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health practitioner. My name is Vicky, spelled V-E-E-Q-I. And I am Jackie Nkosi. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the... I don't want to say the last episode. I also episode. want to say the last episode. I don't want to say it. Let's she just never know, right? Yeah, we never know. We but never know. For now, it will be the unofficial. Yes. Last, last episode, episode. 2019. Yes. And um, we're so excited to have Fatima part of our episode. She's going to be telling us Dr. about... Dr. Fatima. Dr. Fatima. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be giving us a holistic view on mental health and what the contributing factors are from a mental health point of view, from a physical point of view, Mm. from a spiritual point of view as well. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for making the time. This is, um, for me and Jack, it's a very, as much as this is like a thing we're doing, it's a very personal thing for us as well because we kind of feel like this is our calling to create an awareness mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's something that's very dear to us And very close in our hearts Because we want people to start Broadening their minds And to start opening their hearts Towards educating themselves exactly. About all these different aspects Of me- mental health And depression and anxiety yes. And all that stuff It's a yes. huge topic yeah. It is I so think. Welcome. Thank yeah, you. welcome. So happy to be here. I'm really <laughs> happy. Yes. Um, in my line of work, obviously, I see this all the time. Yes. It's, um, in every single condition that I'm treating, there's some aspect of mental health. There's people who come in completely aware of what they're dealing with. I have anxiety. Mm. There are people who just come in with completely different symptoms, and as they speak and as they describe things, um, you can pick up on it, and yeah. then you ask them, "Do you do you think you have any anxiety mm. or any depression?" And they'll say, "No, no, not really." But now that you mention it, actually, yeah. And um, I think it's important that we discuss this because um, people are looking for. Well, there's people don't know that what they're dealing with. Mm. That's true. And then when they get an idea of what they're dealing with, mm. they're not sure how to deal with it. That is also true. Like, which route do I take? How do I... Do I take the life coach route? Do I take the therapist? Yes. And then the there's clinical men, psychologist. The and then there's men and women who have completely different approaches to dealing with it as well. Yeah. Yes. Because um, men don't don't Don't, don't deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's quite... Uh, this isn't but why do you think that is? Why do you think men don't... Uh, well, I can't say why, but yeah. recently I've just observed how they come into how they come into it. So mm. they're not they're not in denial. Mm. That's another thing. Is okay. We think they're in denial. Yes. So a lot of the time, because my setting is quite confidential, private, um, I don't often want spouses in the room. I don't want parents in the room. Okay. Uh, they are pretty open. But what I've noticed is 
they would say something like they acknowledge the issues that they've had like oh growing up um i really struggled to connect with my dad i really wanted his attention mm. so i would have like anger outbursts or i would rebel to get his attention mm. and clearly now we can see the emotions that they've now taken into adulthood yes. sure. and now they fathers they you know they are actual actually yes. fathering kids and they have these emotions that they haven't dealt with and i'd say okay so you are aware of it and they're like oh no i'm very aware of it i'm 100% aware yes. of it and i'd be like okay so how like um are you like how are you dealing and they're like no no i've dealt with it actually i'm i'm completely healed i'm okay like i've that's like i'm just saying yeah, that yes. i i had yeah. this as a child and i'd say oh okay i'm so glad when people have like dealt with issues i love i love hearing about yeah. this i'm like so how did you deal cuz like i have to help people yeah. i have to give mm-hmm. them suggestions yes. how did you deal and they're like No, I dealt like yeah. I just dealt with it. <laughs> oh, like just got push it. I got yeah. over it. So then I'm like I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like okay, so with men the fact once they've identified their issue, yes. they feel like they've already dealt with it. Mm. That was them dealing with it. With women on the other hand, they will unpack and unpack oh, yes. and unpack. Okay. Literally. We can talk. We can, <laughs> we can dissect, we can analyze. Why did I do that? Thing. Why did I act like that? Yes. Why did I say that? Yeah. Yes. So men and women deal very differently. Um I can't say which ones are more open to help. Mm. They have different ways of, mm. of helping themselves. Yes. But um in terms of what I do, um I think it's very important to talk about alternative medicine yeah. and mm. mental health because there are too many false um idea ideas about it. Um people think herbal medicine have no side effects. People think herbal medicine doesn't work. Mm. People think anyone can take herbal medicine. Can you give us a definition of herbal medicine for those who don't know? Well, let's talk about uh complementary alternative medicine first. So okay, alternative okay. medicine would be anything um outside the field of conventional which would be finding methods of healing that would um that balance the body okay. we want to look at balancing the body you want to bring in uh, non-toxic ath- um forms of medicine into the body okay. um it wouldn't be limited to things that would be ingested it's not limited to uh, pharmaceuticals it isn't it's limited to a whole range of therapies it could be anything from cupping therapy to mm. acupuncture yoga acupuncture. therapy mm. um homeopathy so it's a very broad term yes. and then in the field of alternative there are so many branches so okay. herbal medicine talking about herbal medicine yes. is when you use herbs in the form of healing. So it could be um in teas, it could be in capsules, it could be in tinctures. Wow. Um, and then we'd look at foods. Wow. Because we do use herbs in our foods. Yeah. That's and then true. it brings in the aspect of diet. Wow. Yes. Then it's often confused with things like homeopathy, which mm. is more uh it's also an alternative form of healing, but it's not herbal. Okay. They use a diluted method of 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 treating. So they use a similar philosophy. That's a very fancy word for me, homeopathy. Homeopathy. What does it mean? So homeopaths use um it's it's not what I do, but homeopaths use um different forms of well you could say they use herbs but they okay. use more than herbs. Okay. okay. I get you. In a diluted form. Okay. And then they have their own philosophy to treating. Mm. Then you have um Chinese medicine which is traditional Chinese. Okay. They also use Chinese herbs and they use acupuncture. Okay. What I do is Yunani herb and Ayurveda. So Yunani herb is Arabic Greek medicine. Okay. It's an ancient form of healing um with its own philosophy. Mm. We use a lot of elements and we balance the elements in our body. Fire, water, earth and air. Yeah. And Ayurveda also uses the same um the well not the same but 
all forms of indigenous medicine um, and alternative medicine have philosophies that they stem from. And what you'll notice is a lot of them have the elements, fire, water, earth, and air. Mm -hmm. So with my field specifically, we look at these imbalances to try and rectify the imbalances to then bring about healing. Um, the, the great thing about what I do is the, the herbal aspect. So we do have herbal medicine yes. in there. Okay. And we do have lifestyle in yes. there. And we do have therapy, which is the cupping, in okay. there as well. So that's why when we treat, we use all these in our treatment, treatment so, plan. So, so if someone was to say, I'm struggling from insomnia, I'm struggling from anxiety, I'm struggling from um, natural energy, Mm-hmm. Would you be able to to prescribe some herbal concoction? Well, that's all my patients at the moment. (laughs) So, yes, I would be able to help them. I would be able to uh, provide them with um, medication. Well, we're calling it medication, but it would be... Sometimes I give them an exercise prescription. Sometimes I give them something... Um, that would like write a letter or write down your feelings or mm-hmm. so it, it depends um, on how different practitioners choose to treat okay. um, with every every case is unique That's but you true. can identify what your patient needs and then yeah. you have to assess are they on conventional medication mm-hmm. they are suffering from insomnia but are they already on a sleeping med- okay. yes. pill are they responding yes. because sure. our medication herbal medication does have interactions with this mm. so um for for me personally, I when getting a patient in, I need to see the big picture. Mm. I need to see. Fine, I will note. I will obviously take note of what you're coming in with: insomnia, um, anxiety, and um, yes. no energy. Mm. And I'm going to take that into consideration. But I need to also see what you're not telling me. Mm. Where's oh, your I mind going? I what is that. causing this depletion? Yes. Are you fatigued? Was there trauma in the last right. three months? Mm. What has triggered this? episode is this anxiety since the time you were in high school this anxiety start in the Mm. last three months sure um are you calling it anxiety but it's not anxiety sure it's something else so i use in my practice um i use biofeedback um, which is a scanning device where you put your hand on the on the scanner Mm. and we do a full physical mental emotional spiritual scan Okay, I'm coming for that. So, what's cool about it yeah. is that it scoops up from you, from you, what is important and relevant for wow. the moment, okay. and then I go into it, um, and then I create a, a treatment plan based on what's being presented. Sure. Um, because we need to, in certain cases, um, based on. All the men, all the cases that I get, there are certain things that we always have to look out for, like mm-hmm. gut health. We have to always look into the gut. What is being put into the body? How is your body digesting? Yes. How 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 was your body doing in the last few years? I know when I used to get I used to get very bad IBS, yeah. and when I still had a reflexologist in yeah. my first job, she told me I should find out what's my aerobic body type. Yeah. And then, what does that mean, though? So. What aerobotic? I think I think our doctor would because my explanation is yeah. always kind of whack. Are you you let me know. Type. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you let me know if I'm, I'm right or wrong. But the whole practice of air, that word, is yes. aerobotic. Well, no. air. Ayo. Verde. Ayurvedic. 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 Ayur
body type. Yeah. So, the whole concept of Ayurveda is that the mind, body, spirit yeah. is one thing. Yeah. You can't treat the one and neglect the other. Yeah. So, they all come together, it's all un- one, and everybody's unique okay. because of that Absolutely. body type. Absolutely. So, once you find your body type, you find out which foods are best for your body type, yeah. what lifestyle works for your body type, and then you start applying it. And that's, that's and, exactly and, and, and how, how do you go through that analysis and then recommendation of this is what your body, body type is, therefore this is the, the type, types of foods that are suitable for you? How do you go through that? So we can... Okay, so yeah, we can yes, discuss that. Yes. Um, it. <laughs> we're calling it Ayurvedic body type, yes. right? But each form of indigenous medicine that focuses in on the elements fo- finds a way to, to compartmentalize the body in two segments. Mm. Um, can, I ask, still can I ask a question differently? differently? Yeah. Like, how do you do the analysis? Is, I, it, is it like... Um, you know this body take... Or like you said in the machine. Yeah. Or like, how do you do the analysis? So analysis. Okay, a questionnaire. So a questionnaire would look at physical aspects. They okay. would look at your frame. They would okay. look at your skin health. Yes. They would look at your hair type. They would look at your um, how easily does your skin crack or mm. get dry? Okay. Um, do you have a dry mouth? Do you have dry eyes? Often, like it's a very it could be a very physical thing. Okay. And then they would go into the next phase where it would be like. Um, how do you how does your mind work mm. like do you overanalyze things are you yes, overly critical um, <laughs> how fast does your mind go yes. um, and then you would look at things like how, what's your gut health like how are your stool formation mm. so how are you functioning on the inside sure. and then it would take all these um, how do you deal with cold weather hot yes. weather yeah. do you prefer hot drinks cold drinks okay. what are you more inclined yes. to okay. um and that it, it so so they get an idea on all these things, okay. and then they get an, a basic idea on your qualities: fire, sure. water, earth, and air. Mm-hmm. So in Chinese medicine, you'd look at like yin and yang. Mm-hmm. In um, Yunani, tip, we look at um, we call it the temperaments, and the temperaments are actually the equivalent of the Ayurvedic doshas. Ah, yes. So and then um, so and once they get an idea of that they can see how out of balance your body is Mm. Um, certain colder temperaments if you have a a natural cold temperament and you eat cold food you're taking a cold temperament into an overly cold Mm. situation so you become so so if you if you cold temperamented if I can put it that way what does that mean does that mean you only eat eat Cold foods no. and cold drinks. What does that so mean? So if you look at it, um, if you look at like we can even look at TV series. It's easy mm-hmm. to identify people there. So um, a temperament, for instance, you'd have uh, someone with a very, very critic, very over analytical mind. Okay. Mm. Then um, they would have a tight. They would have a rather smaller frame. They tend to okay. have smaller frames. Okay. And then they would be prone to like dry skin conditions. They tend to have dry skin. They dry. They, they 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 dry out easily. Yes. Um. Then okay, if you look at a hot temperament, because yeah. it's always easy to find the hot-headed people. Okay. You look at your CEOs. You look at dominating okay. people. They are fiery. They are okay. on fire. They have anger outbursts. Yes. They are quite yeah. loud. Okay. They get heated easily. So we can see a lot of fire in them, and okay. you can see this fire. Mm. Um. So it's do you see it in personality? You see it mm. in body structure. You see it mm. in in all these traits. So, um, for instance, a good a good example is like I use I often use like Winnie the Pooh. 
you can see it in like Winnie the Pooh. Yes. His temperament, the softer. Mm. You can see Tigger is more like energetic. Energetic, yeah. very clever. Um, neurotic is rabbit. The rabbit is very neurotic. Yes. Right. Then you can very take pedantic. it into yeah. very yeah. OCD. Yes. Yeah. And he likes it his way and his way only. Yes. Um, sure. And then you can see Eeyore, who's like more on the deeper side, phlegmatic, slower. And then you can yeah. look at like if you look at Game of Thrones, um, Caitlin Stark, Oof. analytical mind. Oh, yes. Or if you look at like um, Cersei, Cersei, dominant, wants to be controlled, yes. very controlled, very very angry all the time, and very dominating. And then we look at like Grey's Anatomy, and you can look at like the Christina Yang type, yeah. headstrong, dominating. Yeah. You know, whereas um, you and you see them, you, you once you see it in the series, it like it like you, you start seeing it everywhere, and you can see it in, oh. in people around you. Yeah. So um, do, you, do 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 you find yourself doing that? Like I used subconsciously to. in in your day to day. Well, you're like oh, that's a Christina Yang. You know, Yang. when I started when I studied it, yeah, then it was new to me. So it was like oh my goodness. You could like call people <laughs> out, oh, and then you could, you know, it became like a magic trick sort of. And uh, in practice, mm. um, people are more complex. Um, I'm so used to seeing it that it's more a way of understanding people better okay. than yes. using it to say, oh, you like to overanalyze things. Yes. Okay. I'm already looking at, okay, so they already you can see that they probably have a very active mind mm-hmm. which is probably keeping them up at night right. because they're thinking about 50 to- things to do at at, while yeah. trying to fall asleep yes. and they have no way of closing those tabs sure. they are gonna so their problem isn't insomnia it's they can't it's fall asleep okay. once they're asleep they find but getting to fall asleep is the problem so mm-hmm. I know I'm digressing a bit here but for me this journey is also more educational so what do you call people who don't have a problem with falling asleep, but their minds are active while they are asleep? Does that make sense? That's another, yes. What is that? So they're restless in like terms of things. you dream a lot. I dream a lot. <laughs> like, I, I don't have problems falling asleep. Yes. Because when I'm tired, I'm tired. Yes. Right? But, for example, if I've had something bothering me or... On my mind, I will dream about yeah, it, but I don't know it. what to call that. For really? example, Jackie knows about my daddy issues. Um, I, I love my dad, but we, we haven't had a close relationship, and I we've had a very strange relationship growing up. Um, and I don't know how to deal with the relationship. And recently, he's been calling me, and I've been ignoring him, because I, I don't want to get pulled into his space. I'm... Mm-hmm protecting my space mm. but be- because I've been ignore- ignoring him I've been dreaming a lot about the consequences of ignoring him if that makes sense mm. so what that is is it's not a, it's not insomnia in the sense but you wake up tired because you're not reaching optimal <sighs> sleep level mm. you're not getting into a deep sleep and that REM cycle is not functioning um functioning properly so in terms of treatment Mm. you would look at things to stimulate deeper levels of sleep such as you know you could look at it on a hormonal level in terms of melatonin you could look at it Mm. as in terms of herbs you can use herbs to calm the mind to a point where you know you sleep deeper but in terms of your case it's quite obvious you already know that your mind is telling you to process things yeah um, at a time where you're probably the least resistant to thought 
Yeah. In the daytime, if thoughts come up, you're going to be like, okay, but I'm, I've got things to do. To, to do. I'm going to just take some this text. Exactly. At night, you are not as resistant and your body is obviously sending you messages to process. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to do that, like phone your dad right now. Yeah. It's just reminding, it's reminding you me, like, that this path, go, this is what's going to end up if okay. you do this. Yeah. And it's just giving you that time to, you know, to, to say, are you sure this is what you want to do? Wow. Um, That's so... It's not a it's not a bad thing yeah. in terms of your 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 brain is speaking to you, yes. but it is disruptive to your entire life mm, because if you're not true. getting optimal sleep, you're not going to function optimally in the daytime. Sure. So what a lot of people tend to do is journal before they sleep yeah. to get the mi- thoughts out of their mind. Okay. And and something that's really important is that your mind is not programmed to retain all this information it's true you're supposed to lose brain cells if you I mean if you think about it um, we see cupboards and colors and grass outside and people walking past and we see this but our mind doesn't retain it we lose it instantly to make space for other important information what we we live in a time now where we are storing so much in our head at one time mm, that we don't have enough yeah. space we have decision fatigue oh. we have mental fatigue basic things like what do you want to order and i'm like yes. oh my god yes. <laughs> can you not ask me that i don't even care like that's why we don't they don't let us choose what to eat they don't ask no. what to eat <laughs> And once you start unpacking, and you know, they always say, oh, I have so many brain tabs open. Mm. It's like a Chrome window Mm. with all these tabs. It is that, though. You have all these tabs open, and once you start shutting tabs down, you are able to sleep better. And the easiest way to do that is to take it out and put it onto paper. Okay. to write it down we do that for feelings for emotions when yes. someone has lost someone you can't communicate with them you write it you, you write it, it down you know but, but you say that's the best way of um, sort of like letting your emotions out and fully conveying the essence of how you feel you say journaling them is the rawness of, of, of putting down what you feel certain people respond to that other okay. people don't some yeah. people respond to painting some people respond to poetry wow. some people could just write down words some would draw pictures okay. some would Beautiful. you know you have to find what it is that What's clicks the yeah. What, yeah. what do you click with okay. and um, once you unpack the brain you take out all of this junk that you're yes. storing yeah. and put it down yeah. you find that you avail space in your mind like wow. there's actual space to make important decisions and when you go to sleep at night even if you just pick up a book and write down what happened in the day or what you plan on doing the next day it means that when you're closing your eyes you're not starting your to-do list Hmm. that's true or when you decide to meditate it's like I'm going to meditate actually I'm going to remind you of every person you need to call (laughs) yeah yeah so it's a very important avenue to look at yeah um Unpacking the brain tabs. Yeah. And, um, because I feel like we're overly stimulated throughout the day. Yes. It's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you, when it's time for you to shut up, I know for me, my insomnia is so bad and Mm. I can't stay asleep. I will be up, I will sleep at 10, but I'll be up at midnight until 5 because I'm thinking, Mm. what am I doing tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? And can I ask? So, so, so. I've hardly ever suffered from insomnia, but my mind does stay active, which is what you said. It's, it's, it's almost like when I go to sleep, my mind then starts 
going through mm. the to-do list. Mm. You're not resting. But I'm interested to know, like, from Jackie's point of view, she's talking about her insomnia kicks in and she can't sleep. What is that's keeping you up? Like, what... Are, are you trying to figure out how you can solve things? Or, like, what, what is it that's keeping your mind I active? So. I think I just overthink a lot of stuff. And... and it's it's like I'm trying to figure stuff out. Okay. And I'm always trying to figure stuff out. I don't know why. But I, it's like but always yeah. when I have answers. Sometimes your body also fools you into thinking that things are urgent. You need okay. to do this now. Mm. This needs to be figured out right now. Do you feel like those things are urgent? Always. Everything's really? urgent. Yes. <laughs> so for me, it's almost the same, but I know when to pack pocket yeah. like I'll be like I am tired <laughs> yeah, imagine and then I'll be like I'm sleeping I'm tired imagine right? that switch not coming on okay yeah, okay yes. so that's what it is the and switch that, doesn't come on and that's not for everyone like okay, it could okay, just true. be sometimes like you might experience insomnia all the time yeah but for me it's just I need to do this right now. It okay. has to be done right now. I need to do it right now. And I have 50 things that need to be done right now. Okay. And all 50 things need to need to happen, happen right now. And, okay. and then you sit and think, wait a second. Yeah. This is not a priority. Yeah. This is not a priority. Yeah. This is not a priority. Yeah. So I'm going to put this on a non-essential list. It's sure. going to get done. Yeah. I just don't need to look at that right now. Yeah. And one, two, and three is an actual priority. Mm, yeah. But it is eleven o'clock at night, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But tomorrow morning, I'm going to have. I'm going to look sure, at this. Sure. And you're yeah. basically telling your brain, "This is what I'm going to do tomorrow." Yeah. And once your brain has some level of like security, okay, yes. she's acknowledged it. Yeah. She's going to see to it. It does take that off the the board. Okay. And then it's going to give you something else. And once you've assigned everything, columns yeah. or blocks or yeah. pages or, yeah. you know, mm. your brain is like, okay, I, I feel a little now. better. Yeah. I, I have a plan. Ah. Even though your plan starts at 6 a.m. tomorrow, your brain knows you have a plan. Mm. And then you feel sort of better. So okay. that doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but it's yes. just an approach. I mean, okay. for instance, when you mentioned there are emotional connotations to what, what, why your brain is bringing this up, mm. it means it's an avenue that you should like have to unpack or tap into. You're going to need to co- confront it. You can't only leave it for su- to be dealt with on a subconscious level. And that makes night. a lot of sense mm-hmm. for me because I'm, I'm very good at, I don't want to say brushing things under the carpet, but in a sense it is because I know how to compartmentalize things in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can say to myself, no, uh, this is not important right now, I'm going to sleep. I can do that. Mm. But the funny thing is, when I go to sleep, that's when my brain starts working and I start dreaming about my dad who've already put aside. Compartmentalized. Exactly. Yes. But that means it needs to be dealt with. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing with exactly. it. Exactly. So that's a, that's actually one of the main things with regards to mental health is we have to find ways of dealing. Yes. We have to deal with the now. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with what happened to us in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Then we have to deal with what happened to our parents in their childhood that became our problems that we have to deal yes. with now in yes. our adulthood. Yes. And then we're going to be parenting kids, so we're going to have to deal with so how we're passing on. How we, and now the thing is, we're not unaware. I mean, if you think about it, our, our parents weren't aware. They were doing the best they were thing. They not. Exactly. They, really they not. were trying to they do the best better. they can. They, they could. Better. And now we know. Mm. 
which means you're going to be like we're going to be parenting a generation mm. or dealing with the generation i mean not even a necessarily a parent a teacher um and we or we know So do we want to be passing this on to another generation? Exactly. Yeah. So we'd rather spend this time now fixing. We're not just fixing the now, yeah. we're fixing the then and then oh, we're fixing yeah. generational, generational damage. Yeah. yeah. So that's a whole <laughs> yeah. different avenue, I think. Mean, sure. That's like that's why when you talk about like mental health, we could just go on and it, on. It, it's never ending, really. <laughs> just open more There's doors. There's so much to unpack because I feel like the way it's being treated um in a clinical setting i feel like it makes it seem like it's all just there's only one way yeah. of dealing with it yeah which is medication mm-hmm. which is i mean the 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 clinical medication oh. i'm one person who's not fully for that Ooh. i must be honest so you're not for it um, and you have been on it i have been yeah. on it but i went off it because i was like this is not yeah. working for me This is very dangerous. Now talking about this um is very dangerous. Mm, okay. Um in my field, I am exposed to people who come in on antidepressants. Yeah. I have people who are not on but should be on okay. and I have people who are completely against it mm. and are looking for alternative methods yes. and I have people who are completely against it who are just not open to looking at anything. Yeah. Okay. So that those are the different avenues. Um we need to understand there's a place for everything. Yes. Okay. We don't have to be 100% for alter for conventional sure. antidepressants. Yes. but we have to understand that it is doing it is doing sure. something yes. and there is a need for it. Yes. Can I ask a question? So I understand that there's a certain level of um I don't say stimulation but it kind of like de- dependence. It depresses your high emotions or your heightened emotions mm-hmm. if I can put it that way. But my concern is for how long do you depend on that to bring down your heightened emotions so with anything conventional if you look at crotis even dealing with like chronic diseases of lifestyle the idea is for it um it is in my opinion just to yeah. to state in yes. my opinion it is to help you cope with where you're at okay, now help you cope help you cope okay. to bring you to a place where you can deal mm-hmm. and then to start looking for help okay. and to access avenues of helping yourself yes. and then to get off because it's not that if you have started antidepressants you will be on it for the rest of for your rest life of your indefinitely life. you okay. are going to now become addicted to like it like doomed for the rest of your life it is not like that it is okay. meant to help you cope with the now yes. okay. and then you need to do the, what it takes to get help to get into a better life space yes. i mean if your job is causing mental stress okay. and you cannot get out of your job how are you going to cope but you can't exactly. when you are in that position inside consumed by work mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's an out there's mm-hmm. no way of yeah. getting yeah. out okay. and once you have any form of help like in terms of whether it's conventional or therapist or alternative you can sort of clear your mind a bit and find a way out or a solution or to to access something okay. and sure. then you're on a path to improving your circumstances okay. and yes. then improve your health so they a lot of and then you have to think of the consequences of not being on it yeah, in true. in in my setting i have people who are on it mm. um i have people who are not on it who mention suicide mm. and you have to think about the is it going to be is it is there more risk involved if they are not on it and they are, have expressed suicidal thoughts yes. um so you have to do it every single person is different yeah 
and then in my practice i always look at bringing conventional like conventional into into alternative let's see where can we meet it yes. when a person comes in you do an assessment we look at how how they're doing um how severe is the case yeah. um are they on conventional meds that could be anything are they on oral contraception are they on antidepressants mm-hmm. because if i treat herbally i need to look for interactions absolutely are they not on it okay. and if they are not on it how severe are their symptoms do i um because do i treat or do i refer for oh, conventional yes. a lot of the time people come and say i have already been on antidepressants i took myself off hmm. or i got off but i feel like i want to get back on and before i get back on i want to look for an alternative Okay. And so it's understanding where they're coming from, and also understanding how severe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when I actually look at if they are on antidepressants, they come to me. They are on antidepressants now. They are looking for help. Mm-hmm. There are many avenues to work on in terms of their diet, in terms yeah. of their exercise, in terms yes. of their um, psych, their therapy. Um, even when on when looking at their diet, there's a lot of avenues like spices and herbs that are implemented through the diet That's that are still safe. Sure. And so that you can access alternative fields while being on antidepressants. It's not the I'm on an antidepressant, I'm fine, I and I don't need else. anything else. Yeah. You can still help yourself. Different avenues. And if you are not in an antidepressant, it just does it. It becomes more of my responsibility because I have to look at things that are going to get results. Mm. And again, a, not a reliance. This yeah. is not a pull that you're taking. It's a pull to help you now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are less. You know, there are less side effects. There are still contraindications, and you still have to sort your life out. There are reasons why you're feeling this way, and you need to deal with what's causing you to feel that way. And while on the topic of what's causing it, we have to look at: Are you pregnant, or were you pregnant? Okay. Because that prenatal, postnatal depression is another avenue of mental health. That has its own stigmas attached to it. So, so I have a I have a question regarding. So you've mentioned different avenues to explore, mm-hmm. to 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 try and heal the process, or to to find out what's best suited to help you to get through it. Um, whether it's through exercise or your dietary um, requirements mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So so for me, it's more about. How do we make the healing process, whether it is through seven different avenues, more accessible to a person that's living in townships or in villages? Because different people go through different types of mental health issues. Whether it's um, because they failed an exam, or they failed the year in high school, or they got abused, or they're poor. They. I literally. I'm sorry. I literally saw an article yesterday about the girl committed suicide because she lost her phone a new phone her parents bought her so that means her parents could have been such a stressful factor to her that she thought oh my she gosh if I go home my life kill done. me I'm done yeah wow yeah. so it's, it's for me it's more of yes how is it accessible to that person like you say yeah. and how does one integrate it safely how does one integrate the medicine and 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 yeah. the antidepressants yeah. or whatever they are with a holistic or alter, alternative method of healing. So this is way. 
this is a con- like in terms of health in South Africa, mm. this is a huge issue. Not just mm. mental health, but I mean, how do we implement health good health in general? In general, exactly. in general okay. especially in the rural cases okay. and in the villages. Okay. But community plays a huge role. If we can, yeah. I mean, we can't go around changing the the laws of health at this no, moment. That's true. We we don't have that power, mm. and it, that'll take years to implement so I mean obviously the best way to get it is to have the health act Mm. to accommodate it and to have Mm. it you know accessible to villages and small Mm. towns and rural settings and cultural settings but an easier avenue I feel to be more practical is to look at community community projects not just projects but to infiltrate existing projects in the sense of religious centers because okay. I mean that's an avenue that should it be that they have access to numbers yes. they have a following yes. they have faith yes. people believe in it mm-hmm. and you're not introducing a new platform no. to say hey trust me mm-hmm. you're going to people who you're going to a structure that people already trust yes. right. so right. that's a very good avenue and I feel that true. should be the first line of treatment no, definitely the second one is schools, schools. I mean, I didn't bring up schools first because schools are also a system that needs work on the education mm. system in South Africa. Yeah. Rural access, you know, accessibility is a problem. Mm. But I mean, if <laughs> it's so, it's so, um, so, so ambitious to say sure. we don't have textbooks, but I'm trying to get counselors in. Yeah. So, so if we were to look at it from a um, religious point of view and from an educational point of view, like you mentioned, schools, how do you envisage we would practically and realistically be able to help people in our country do that? Do we do we say that um, we now start placing more psychologists in school? We also have psychologists in, 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 in churches and religious institutions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think this goes much to what you were saying. It's like we don't have the basics even set down already, yeah. but it's like now we're trying to say... Okay, let's bring a therapist, but we don't. We don't have, have the pens and pencils. Yeah, <laughs> we bring a therapist. I can but, imagine but how do you envisage. All I'm asking is how do you envisage would best work for educating like, it, schools, for example. Do we add more psychologists in schools? Do we now have a therapist in the in the church? So. If you have to look at schools, it's a very complex thing to do. Teachers are doing a lot. Yeah. Teachers are already being counsellors. Yeah. And to then give put that responsibility on them, it's a lot more for them to do it. Absolutely, yeah. So, so before we get to that, if you look at the, the religious structure, mm. part of, of this... It, part of mental health involves your faith and they, they bring that up when they say but your faith must be low must and believe. it's not like that yeah. so it's that the they need to have the knowledge on how okay. to deal with it okay. they need to be able to open okay. that avenue up for yes. communication okay, to good. say this is not a lack of faith yeah. this is not you failing as whatever you are yes so firstly I think it's educating the people at the top at the, the people top. who are influential Okay. And then to put in, it's easier to bring in people into those streams because they have, religion has funds. <laughs> mm. Education may not have funds, yes. but religion does have funds. Yes. And to bring it into the, into that avenue. Okay. The se- when bringing it into schools, it would be more ideal mm. to have counsellors in okay. than okay. to put that burden onto teachers. On teachers I remember when true. I was in high school, we only had one, one. counsellor. Yeah. And a bunch of other teachers. 
And children connect to the teachers. That's yes. the other thing. Yeah. So again, even the teachers have to have a certain amount of knowledge to be yeah. able to deal with this. Um, to recognize signs and symptoms to say that this child might is not okay mm. i don't necessarily have to treat them but once you've identified it you've already yes. reduced a risk yes. and you can direct them to an avenue that is easily available and accessible mm. that's there yeah. So it's about going to places that are already existing and yeah. developing a structure that's yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously life with stigma that's attached. You could have that facility there and the, the child won't go there because their parents said no because the people are going to talk because exactly. what will people think of their family? You're weak. Yeah. So again, it, families need to be educated. Yes. Again, So a lot of it is education, but normalizing which is what you guys are already oh, doing yes. and once you start speaking about it it loses power like in terms of when you give something power to control you yeah and once we keep it's like harry potter if you're going to say the word voldemort <laughs> you <laughs> lose the power yeah. he loses that power yeah. it's like that as well yes. so some people find you know you know you people keep speaking about mental health yeah. and they're throwing it all over but yeah I in my practice I can already see the difference that's making sure. when you say these words that people aren't like I'm not depressed no yeah. they say I might be mm. maybe I was yeah. Yeah. maybe I sometimes get depressed yeah. so you're opening it up to to say it's normal it's okay yeah. it's not a it's it's not a forever exactly Exactly. So it is. It needs a lot of work, though. It yeah. does. So for for me personally, like where I see me and Jackie going is, we want to start. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I want to start having these tough conversations with leaders who have the power to make decisions. That's why I'm asking you these type of questions, like how do you envisage us normalizing? Uh, talks about mental mm, health in schools. Levels. Yeah, in schools and in churches. How do we make it like a normal thing? Because we want to be able to to, to, to approach leaders who can make the, the, the decisions mm. to, I don't know, fund or provide the resources. resources. Yeah. And, and then I feel like for people like like me and Jackie, we, we, we at a point where we don't have any fear anymore around this topic. And we are willing to talk to anyone um, around this topic. And we want to challenge anyone who's willing to start normalizing it, as we have said, we, when we started this movement. So, religion is a huge, it's a huge word. Yeah. And there's so many different branches yeah. in every religion. There's all these different types of religions and sure. they all have their different branches. Yeah. Um, it's easier to work with people who are already on your wavelength. Okay. And they are there. Yeah. They Instead of going to the ones that are resistant right now mm-hmm. and trying to convince them mm-hmm. of who you are and what you're sure. doing, there are people already willing to listen. Yes. And those are the people you tap into. Yes. Because you will get more numbers, you will get more support. You will, you're not at a point where you want to break heads, yeah. where you want to convince people no, in power no, about this issue. No, no, no. So you go to the people who are willing to listen first. Okay. And they are there. They yeah. might be two amongst 50. That's true. But those are the two you want. Sure. 
and then you take it from there yeah. because once the youth are coming they are there yeah they are looking yes and they are the ones that are going to start generating yeah. more of this awareness and once that happens the people at the top are going to have no choice but to come to the table Listen, yeah. and they will so once you when you do this you have to speak to people who are willing to hear you first yeah instead of we don't have the energy at this point yeah. to break your head yeah. that is true and there are always going to be people that are going to oppose you yeah. and say that no this is a lack of faith or yeah. mm-hmm. you as women should be quiet <laughs> yeah you yeah. know be a little more quiet like we had definitely going against the status quo right now mm-hmm. we're just like making breaking boundaries yeah. but they are they are definitely religious leaders yeah. in every religion I believe in every religion that are willing to give you a lesson that are willing yeah. to who have already identified this topic and are sure. making differences in smaller mm-hmm. communities but they just need that that, that little boost they, they need that support they need um, you know when I go back always home to my tiny town <laughs> our tiny town our tiny town <laughs> they always say don't you want to come and speak to the children yeah. and I'm like about what and they're like about anything mm. you're like an influencer now go in there because yes. you're coming with different thoughts different yes. ideologies you have the power to mm. to, to influence, influence. Yes. absolutely absolutely they want to hear you and they are more responsive mm. to us because we come from similar circumstances we come from similar backgrounds That's true and we are younger yeah we do appeal to you're more closer to it actually yes. so don't underestimate the power that you have yeah in your own capacity yeah, yeah. um and then and they and there'll always be people who want to, to hear you yes. and will bring you in and we can't wait for people to make these changes we can't uh, yeah so we're already doing it you're doing it i'm doing yeah. it from a different approach yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from a very different i'm like don't take these meds take these meds don't take these meds together yeah. <laughs> Put it all in. but i like how we actually like like you're saying i think also with us and the way we've been structuring our guests as well with the different approaches you know, they tell someone else and they tell someone else. Mm. And it's like, people are getting to know that, okay, this is happening. Mm. We need to do something. I mean, we saw, we did our, the, the, the Mental Remix live session in, in March. Sure. And since then, we have seen so many other um, businesses like JNB Hive. And um, there was the other one you shared with me that they're promoting yeah. or having, they're hosting these events to yeah. talk about mental, mental health. health. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, this wasn't happening last year. We weren't sure. seeing this last year. Yes, yeah. it's been amazing. Yes, it's been, yeah. and it's very necessary. Yeah. It is very important. It's very necessary. We need to talk about it more. We need to understand where can people go to to get help. Definitely. Help. Where can people get <laughs> go to, to get help? Um, and it's a, again, it's about education because a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in my field, it's quite dangerous. I have people coming in, taking themselves off medication. Mm-hmm. I have people looking for alternatives in the wrong kind, like um, in the wrong in the wrong avenue. I think something you asked me earlier. Um, I think it was in the email was uh, what are the common avenues that people go mm, to yes and i thought okay breathing and meditation i mean that's a yes. very common avenue people re- don't even realize that it's an alternative yeah. method and they, the first thing they do when you're freaking out is like just breathe just yes. just breathe that's a yes. that's the first avenue yes. but in addition to alternative methods there are unhealthy coping mechanisms there's addictions 
and mm-hmm. you know we can talk about the big ones we can say there's alcohol there's drug addiction yes. yes but we can talk yeah. about the small ones there's the caffeine addiction yeah. you know there's a sugar addiction yeah there's the I, I mean people find addictions in anything they can it's oh, it's a it's an unhealthy avenue yeah um and then with with the with with the you know herbal aspects i mean at this moment in south africa there's a lot of talk of different herbal alternatives that can be used yes. and it's about where do you go to for the right information yes. are we going to google information and medicate ourselves i mean it's exactly. accessible it is yeah. accessible and you what choose. ages are we what what are the ages that are going um what are the ages that are looking um that are using these these methods yes. because that influences it as well Definitely. And I mean, one of the dangers is that certain herbal medications um, can influence your your um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, predispose you to mental health conditions uh, later on. So I mean, if you have a teenager looking for I wouldn't say comfort, but experimenting with easily available herbs. Yes. Um, to hide an emotional issue, then we we talk about them getting addicted, but it's not an addiction. It's obviously mm-hmm. due to a, a, a underlying mm-hmm. issue. Uh, but at the same token, it's still a herb. It's still having an effect on their body and making yes. them prone to different, you know, conditions later on. So, it's very important for that herbal, the herbal approach to be explored adequately. Mm, that's true. And um, I'm I'm quite fortunate to be in a position where people come to me. Um, for help and mm. to tell me what what they're using, what they're taking, and yes. I can I obviously in in my practice um, I use I I think a lot of patients love the herbs that I use because I use it in I I'm very I'm, I always ask them like do you prefer drops do you prefer oh. colds do you, and I mix you up to do something specific to what they prefer yes not just to what they prefer but what are they what else are they on. Okay. So, for instance, um, St. John's wort is a very common herb used for mm-hmm. for and mm-hmm. for depression. Mm-hmm. But it is the most com. It's it's um, interacts with oral contraception. Oh, so you might your birth control might not work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> That's a small big problem. <laughs> so, I because I mix things per person. Yes. Um, I can take out the the. St. John's Wort, okay. but still have them on other herbs that will still work with them and work for them, mm. while with the know, same effect. With the same effect. So that's what's great is that I I can and then there are some who are not an oral contraception mm. and I can put that St. John's Wort in and we can have a, a great effect. But yes. it's very important to be able to mix them something with herbs um, that will give us the the best outcome yes. with the least side effects and yes. the least contraindications. And then, um, you know, help them in that sense. So you can treat them without using the conventional meds, and we can treat them if they are on the conventional yes. meds. It's just about being responsible. And if they are trying to get off their meds, yes. how do we facilitate that? Yes. Which we can do. Because it can't be something rapid. It needs to so kind of be... And I yeah. am in no hurry to take people off meds. Mm-hmm. So I often work with their practitioner. I work okay. with their GP. I work with their psychiatrist. I yes. work with their psychologist. Because we need to do this. It's a We need to work. It's integrative. We need to yes. work together. We have to work together for that best possible outcome for the patient. I can't say I can't take 
someone off all their meds and say you only need herbal yeah. meds yeah. Um, by the same token they don't put them on meds and say you can't take any herbal meds that's true but to be honest it's easier to do that because if you open up that avenue and they don't act responsibly responsibly yes <laughs> they will they'll harm themselves so that's why this is I'm, I'm very glad you approached me on this yes. topic because we need people to we need that knowledge we need them to be responsible people don't know um, for me obviously I had a conversation with my psychologist my psychiatrist before I went off my medication I was like okay this is what's happening I've been going for therapy I feel good <laughs> but obviously she You're been supposed to be as well <laughs> yes she's been assessing me and she's like no I think you're also ready Let's get get off the medication slowly but surely, and then we also continue with the therapy. And how did you get on your meds? That's what I'd like to know. I got on my meds because I literally had was having breakdowns every second day, and I went to my general practitioner, and she was like, "Let's let me refer you to a psychiatrist." And weren't I, you resistant towards that? I wasn't resistant because I went there and I was like, "This is not normal." That's already more progress than most people. Sure. Because a lot of people are having those breakdowns, that are having those upsets, and they haven't identified it yes. as mental or mental health related, or that they need a medication, or that they need any medication, yeah. or that they need anything. Because sometimes they just feel that's how their life is going to be forever. That's what I'm to say. It's like some people think, you know what, life has got ups and downs. Yeah. I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. So. Maybe sometimes it's a bit extreme, mm. but that's how life goes. They don't know when it's time to so, see someone. Yeah. And a lot of the time they feel like they're just going to be like this forever. So this is, once you're in that yeah. rut, it's like, I'm upset. Yeah. Um, my job is a mess. My relationships yeah. are a mess. My health is a mess and I am going to be like this forever. Yeah. And they don't see that there is a way out. Yeah. So, so, so for me, um, I've heard, I've had this burning question for a while. Um, and I'm not sure if it's insensitive to ask, but it's, a, it's very important to me to just get a better understanding. When a person's at a point of feeling like, okay, I can no longer do this, I'm done. Um, I've got nothing else to give to this life. I'm done with this earth. I've done everything that I can. I'm done. And the point of, they're at a point of just taking their life. Is there any way of talking them out of it? Is there anything you can say to them to make them feel like you're worth so much more than what you believe in that moment? Are you asking this as, as a doctor or? you as a friend to this person I think from both perspectives okay. um, so if hypothetically I was to get into that point or to get to that point or maybe a relative of mine or a friend of mine was to get to that point how do I how do I get through to that yeah because mm. for me that's very important I don't know how to do it without making them feel like I'm talking crap I'll be completely honest um I don't think I'm qualified enough to, okay. to give an answer for that okay. because it is so complex. Yes. Each person in that position has so many different yeah. things happening for them. Brain it could yeah. be something that you could say that could help them. Okay. But there's so many aspects. They have so many voices in their yeah. head. Sure. They have so many hormones 
that mm. are doing different Absolutely. things that we cannot we can't in this position say what would be a, a go-to phrase yeah, and you can't force them or but you know the important thing is to look for signs before it gets to that point okay. you need to look for the signs they usually do give you signs they do say things they do hide things okay. and it would be easier in that position to prevent that moment because when you're dealing with that moment yeah. that i am not qualified to say what would help them i don't even think they know what they want to hear yes. in that moment that sure. would bring them Absolutely. it's to save them getting to that point and being i think being physically present as well mm. helps as well mm. because you you give them some sort of anchor you yeah. give them some sort of safety net you give yeah. them some sort of rope yes. it might not even be what you're saying it's that you're there okay so it's it's and and i mean different people respond differently so sure. it's a very dark place to be in that's true yeah because so for me it's it's, it's that whole thing of I don't know if it's because we have social media now this day and age that we are more aware of all these suicides and uh, mental health and, and depression and anxiety that's happening in the world. But it, it's, it sounds like it's becoming more and more and it's happening more and more. And I feel like we as a community, as a people in our country, we need to become aware or we need to be, become more educated of how we can help our friends or our sisters or our brothers or our colleagues whatever our aunts whatever the case is but I, I take a point in saying we need to be rather present um, mm. than trying to convince or or dismiss yes. or dismiss and I think that helps a lot is because is that people don't actually have the ability to help you when you're in that position yeah. you are the best person to help yourself but you're so far down yeah. you don't believe you can sure, sure. and if you are in that position and you are expressing these silent cries for help yeah. and you are being ignored or not taken seriously mm-hmm. it does so much more harm whereas when someone says I don't know how to help you yeah but I understand. Absolutely. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. yeah but but I, you. I get you. Like yeah, I, sure. you're de- you. Absolutely. You must really be hurting. Yes. It's acknowledgement. Yes. Acknowledge their gotcha. struggle. Gotcha. Acknowledge their battle. Absolutely. Don't make it harder for them. Yeah. Like what? Are you? Yeah. I think gotcha. also that when you come with the mentality of I'm gonna fix you. What do you need? It also kind of like because now they don't know. Exactly. Creates that resistance. It creates that like, resistance. There's nothing you can like, do for me. How are you going to tell me to live my life? Like, sure. I, I can't help you. Yes. I don't know what to tell you, yeah. but I get you. I hear you. Yeah. You are being heard. You yeah. are being acknowledged. Yeah. And I will just sit with you. Yeah. That's that's all. Give what you can, but sometimes it's more the aspect of understanding. Absolutely. And I think in the mental health battle, there's a lot of that. I mean, if you look at how you enter into it, it's the fact that you were never heard. People didn't take you seriously. People didn't think it was a real thing. Yes. Those are all the same forms of just dismissal. Yeah. And I think maybe that is the loudest way of helping. Um, even in 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 the way in my practice, in, in what I see is when they say, "I'm going through such a rough time," but my spouse understands. Okay. My parents. They can't help me, but they, they've heard me. Mm-hmm. As soon as they, these words come up, mm-hmm. there's already a shift. Yeah. And yeah. I think that makes the biggest difference. I yeah. think it, it, it impacts louder than we realize. 
Yeah. For me personally, where I am in my life, it's don't try and listen to what other people. It's good to take advice and, and, and counsel from your peers and your friends, mm-hmm. but rather do what's best for you. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's more about how do you know? And I think Jackie may have asked this question: is How do you know whether you need a life coach or a therapist or a psychologist or a clinical, you know? So what we were discussing is, yeah. um, it's actually quite quite important that you mention this. It's like yeah. you need help, mm. and there are fifty people who yes. are offering to help you. Yeah, it's about firstly finding what you click with. Mm. Firstly, okay, and then secondly, understanding that different people are going to offer you a different way of helping. Yeah. So when you go to your psychologist, mm. that does not replace your GP who's medicating you. Okay. That does not necessarily replace your life coach who is guiding you. Mm. That does not replace your spiritual healer or your chakra healer or mm. your or your imam or your sheikh, mm. sheikh or sheikh or um, um, priest or pastor. It's, it's not a replacement. Yes. And you'll see that based on where you are in your life, you would need more of a certain avenue. Sure. Maybe you need more goal maybe you need more goal structure absolutely maybe mm. you need more calm the mind and more meditation mm. maybe it is more sp- maybe it's the spiritual aspect that is just really low and you need help but that wow. doesn't mean that it replaced the other one mm. i go to a psychologist every single week i don't need anything else mm. or i go for yoga every day i don't need anything I'm else so zen. i am not <laughs> don't yeah. that's why i'm you know, I don't want to talk to anybody. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. It's, it's not, that yeah. you actually realize that you didn't need yoga every single day. You yeah. needed it once a week. Yes. Yeah. But at this point in time, you needed your psychologist twice a week. Yeah. And you needed no session with your life coach. Yes. But you need access to these people to find out what are you clicking with. Sure. In that moment, because mm. each person can offer you something different. Absolutely, no, you're absolutely right. That's and really some true. people, I think, they get really excited and then they book for everything. They book for everything, <laughs> and it's like, and then get overwhelmed yes. by all of these things. And it's quite overwhelming. Yes. It's not cost effective. Yeah. And other people rely solely on themselves. And I think that that's so dumb. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is that is, and I, I hate using that word, but when you have. A when you have a stomach ache, you go to yeah. your doctor. Yes. When you have a toothache, you go to your dentist. Yes. When you have a broken washing machine, you're not like I think I'm qualified enough to deal with this. You get you someone. Get I mean, you could Google it, but you get someone. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get a plumber to fix the plumbing. Mm. You you find people yeah. who have knowledge, and then you get them to help you. But when people have marital problems. When they have mental health problems, when they have relationship drama, then they feel that they are the most qualified yep. person mm. to deal with it. Yeah. And and that's not the case. Or so sometimes they feel like there's someone in their life that's wise. Yeah. They have a friend who's so wise. Mm. Which is good that they have access to this. But sometimes they need to realize that there are experts 
in this field. Yes. They are experts in the field of mental health. They are experts in the field of energies. They are experts in the field of life coaching. Mm. Marriage counseling. They are exactly yes. they seek the help. Yeah. At some point, you have to say, I am not qualified yes. enough to deal. And, and even as a practitioner, when it comes to my own health, mm. I back away yeah. and say, I... You cannot treat, treat myself. Yeah. <laughs> As a medical practitioner, I should not be treating myself. Yes. With my knowledge, with my qualifications, I think that it's not mm. healthy. Yeah. So as you, as a non-medical practitioner, yeah. should also not be treating yeah, yourself. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. No, definitely. I saw it when I, my therapist told me she goes to therapy. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, therapist. Really? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So we need all these avenues. We we do. It just yeah. it's a matter of finding what works for you. Yes. Yeah. And different things work for different people. Perhaps it's not going to be the same for everybody. And get, and another thing is, don't always go on the first person. Mm. You went to a, a lot of people tell me, you know, I went to a psychologist and um, it's not for me. Uh, she, she, you know what? She just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And then I always say, you know what, try it again, maybe someone different. Mm-hmm. Try someone, just give it another like shot. Another shot. Give it, a, and I feel like that's dangerous also because you're asking them to give it another try and they went to someone and maybe they didn't click, maybe they were that's wrong, the maybe yeah. they were fraud. You don't know, but just yeah. keep it, you know, keep, keep an open mind. And also, the more we've normalized it. Mm-hmm. I had someone come in and um, she had a, a, a heavy trauma. And I knew she needed she needed that psych- psychologist. And she didn't come in as a patient, she came in as a friend. So it's very different. Mm. But I knew that if anyone had to mention a therapist, yeah. she would say, no, I'm fine. Yes. Mm. So instead, I flipped it and talked about my therapist. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Yeah. I just talked about my therapist. I was like, so my therapist says. Yeah. And in that way, actually, you know, she's, she's opening you up. She's like, it's yeah. a normal thing. Yeah. You have a th- why do you have a therapist? Exactly. I was like, oh my yeah. goodness, everyone needs a therapist. Yeah. Everyone needs help. Yes. This life is hard. It's hard. Yeah. This life is hard. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, she was like, so I went to the therapist. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, there's not a, it, don't make a thing. It's not yes. a thing. Mm. It's not a thing. Mm. It's very normal. Yeah. So for, for, like for me, one last question before we close. Um, so I'm more about, yes, we are trying to normalize this mental health thing and, and, and having access to therapists and psychologists. But I feel like for, for, for working class people, we, we do have access to a therapist and a counselor and whatnot. Mm-hmm. My concern is more around someone who does not have the funds to pay for a psychologist. I'm just more interested in just hearing it like just your suggestion or what what you think would work for for someone who doesn't earn the paycheck to afford a psychologist or someone to help them to 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 go through physical abuse the husband is beating them up or um i don't i don't know the you know the scenarios could be endless but i'm just trying to speak on behalf of that person who needs that help but does not afford it Okay, so I think there's always, there are avenues that can assist. Like, there are always um, organizations that mm. offer this at no cost. Yes. In terms of severity, for instance, if there's abuse happening, mm. we need them 
to be able to access these avenues that are existing, sure. that are there, that can offer that at no cost, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's an element of corruption in environments, which you know is a is a concern. Absolutely. But in terms of preventative, I mean, because for instance, like a abusive situation, that whole situation needs to change. That whole she, the whole avenue needs to break down. She needs to escape it. Yes, it's not about her coping with it. Yeah, it's about it getting out, get of, out it. of it. But in terms of people who have to deal with the current life situation, whether it's exam stress, whether it's work stress, whether it's teenage stress, whether it's social media pressure or being a millennial. I love that you bring all that up. Then there are avenues such as meditation. Okay. There are meditation apps, there are meditation circles, there are meditation groups. That's one small avenue. Then there are things like sports. Fitness, mm. exercises, breathing exercises. Mm. There's a lot of benefit in the different types of breathing exercises that come at no cost. Yes. There are different outlets. Some people find running helps. Running helps with a lot of anger buildup. Mm. There's a you know there's different avenues. Some people find that, for instance, like me, running does not help like that. Running might in might cause stress. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's <laughs> you know it doesn't work for everyone. It and then there's things like you like like I said, there's the yoga that doesn't yeah. come at a cost or a price. Yeah. yeah. Um, walk w- walking in nature. Um, energy clearances, getting space, getting headspace, being more present, mm. being more conscious. Um, walking barefoot on grass, connecting with the yes. earth, foresting, grounding, earthing. All of these things make a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't want to emphasize that because it doesn't I don't want to take away the the importance of the the medication, the medication. or the therapy or okay. the help. Gotcha. But yes. those avenues are not underrated. They are effective. They are amazing. They are beneficial. They prevent. And that's why it needs to be taught in schools at a young age. Mm. In primary schools, Mm. it doesn't cost anything to have meditation happen. Mm. It doesn't cost anything to have meditation happen in jails. Sure. It doesn't happen. I'm actually seeing more of that happening. That's something that you don't have to... I mean, you could pay people to come in to to do meditation circles. But I mean, people would volunteer to run meditation circles. If you put up ads asking people who wants to meditate mm. with me, some people want to meditate alone, some people want to do it in a group, but yes. you're opening up avenues of support, you're opening up support groups. Mm. And I mean, support groups don't necessarily cost anything. Yeah. The problem is when you feel alone, you're not necessarily alone. Mm. We live in a time where we have access to larger circles. Mm. So a lot of the time you even have online circles, online support groups. In the rural communities, in villages, it's about getting together circles and groups, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even and not just necessarily in the younger youth, in the in the youth, but in the older, yes. in the older women circles, okay. women and whatnot. who have dedicated their lives to their families, yeah. who have lost a part of themselves, who are feeling these emotions of depression, of worthlessness, of mm-hmm. loss of purpose. Right whose children have now moved away mm-hmm. and they don't know what their purpose is yes. And they are feel alone, yet there's a whole circle of them. Sure. These are age. We experience quarter-life crises and half-life crises and yeah. middle-life crises and yeah. all these crises and millennial crises and all these tiny crises. Mm-hmm. But we're not alone. We feel alone. We're not. And when we create these support groups, we tap into people who get people in the same area. I mean, yeah. I... I 
I can't necessarily understand what a woman is feeling who had her three kids and now the three kids left That's her. That's true. Mm-hmm. And now they've they moved on with their life yeah. and now she's retired and she has all this free time but she doesn't know who she yes. is anymore. Scalemptiness syndrome now. I can't relate to that. Yeah. But there are people who can, who can make her feel not alone. It's about creating these structures in society that sure. don't cost anyone anything. Sure. And not, you know, they shouldn't turn into gossip circles because that's another problem. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as there are people like us who are going to create the, the dialogue and the space for it, there yes. will always be people who will come to the table um, and, and bring in these these healthy outlets and these support structures whether it's a book club or a knitting club or you know it's where similar people with similar issues can connect okay thank you so much for that I feel like all my my questions have been answered I hope so I feel like you've filled my cup and it's overflowing I know so thank you you're very welcome I'm so glad I could help and offer some where can people find you oh my goodness Everywhere. <laughs> I travel a lot. <laughs> um, on Instagram, I'm very active. I am at the Cupping Clinic. Okay. The Company Clinic. The Cupping Clinic. The Cupping Clinic. P P I N G. Cupping. The Cupping Clinic. Yes. And we can yeah. talk about cupping. cupping. We didn't touch it. We didn't know it. We did not. I think we might need another. I think we need like cupping because I don't talk about cupping. fully understand the concept. I see pictures and I see people taking videos of them getting cupping done <laughs> on them. But it's I understand quite the cool. benefits. Yes. Something that 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 I saw it helps with eczema, it helps with anxiety, and I was like, eczema, like I yeah. need that. Wow. And anxiety. <laughs> yeah. anxiety, double trouble. So, <laughs> I think that that needs a full episode. We can own. talk about that. So yeah, you can get me at the Cupping Clinic. Okay. Um, my website www.thecuppingclinic.co.za um, and then you can WhatsApp call. I am quite accessible. Too accessible, if you ask me. Wow. I'm learning to be less accessible. Wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, website queries, uh, email info at the cupping clinic. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. We hope we're quite responsive. Yeah. Well, thank you, no, so thank much. you so much. You're welcome. And I'm based in Johannesburg. Usually, most of the time. Okay. Although I am pretty mobile. Yeah. Like, um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. usually, you would find me in in Johannesburg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We will make. I will definitely be making an appointment with you soon. I will. Come to my space. Yes. Let's exchange some energy. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing like a crystal pin. Yeah. I was like, girl. I got you, girl. <laughs> on the same wavelength. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks You're for welcome. Time. Thank you.